and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are having an awesome week. Well, today is going to be a really, really fun episode. Um, Today, I'm mixing it up a little bit. Usually, I like to start off with what I'm loving this week, but today's whole episode is all about what I'm loving because today is Jen's guide to favorite things. So, like I said, instead of starting off with what I'm loving this week, I am going to talk about something a little bit different. I want to start off by talking about how much I love the city that I live in because this week is my six-year anniversary of moving to Hamilton, Alabama. I cannot believe that I have lived here for six years. That's so crazy. So I moved here in 2014, and um, I moved here from um, Gainesville, Georgia, where I have kind of lived my whole life. And um, Hamilton is just such a sweet, sweet place in my heart. Um, When you drive into Hamilton, you'll see a sign that says, Welcome to Hamilton, Alabama, small town living at its best. And it truly is small town living at its best. Um, When I was growing up, I used to watch Gilmore Girls every day that I got home from school off the bus. I'd do my homework, pop some popcorn, and sit down and watch Gilmore Girls. And um, it was just my favorite because I loved that the characters lived in a small town called Stars Hollow. So Stars Hollow um, is a fictional town in Hartford, Connecticut. And growing up, I used to think it would be so awesome to live in a city where you could walk from your house to downtown. And I live about a mile away from anything in in this town that I live in that I'd probably want to go to. So technically, I could walk to the store. I could walk to work. I could walk to go get a bite to eat. But the funny thing about where we live is that it's kind of odd to just walk. Um, It would be kind of odd if I walked to where I work, even though it's like a four-minute drive. So (laughs) it's just not part of the culture to just walk around. But I love walking around, especially in the afternoon um, when you get that nice summer breeze when the sun's setting. I really like walking around outside then. But even still, even when I'm walking around um, downtown and I've got my workout gear on, people will still pass by and say, hey, you need a ride? And I'll say, no, I'm just exercising. (laughs) They'll be like, are you sure? And I'm like, well, I'm wearing like a whole workout outfit and I've got headphones in and I've got tennis shoes on. If you know me, you know I don't wear tennis shoes. Like I'm clearly exercising. But um, small town living at its best. I love my life in Hamilton, Alabama. And so happy six-year anniversary to me moving to Hamilton. I love it so much. 
It's the best. So as I said, today is Jen's Guide to Favorite Things. So what I wanted to talk about today is kind of what I'm loving um, that stood the test of time. You know, every week I kind of say, this is what I'm loving this week. And maybe like a few months I don't even, you know... Really, I'm not obsessed with those things anymore because I've moved on to the next thing. Well, you know what? These are the things that I've always loved and I just cannot get enough of. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is my favorite hobbies. I think that it's really important to have hobbies and ways that you spend your time um, that bring you joy and are leisurely and you can use to kind of take your mind off of things. Um, And so I really have a lot of hobbies and um, I think one of my biggest hobbies, um, and I just talk about it all the time because I love it so much, is going thrifting. It is my favorite thing to do because I think there's something so satisfying about looking through lots of like kind of hideous and horrible things and finding a diamond in the midst of it. Um, To me, like if you just put me in like an old bookstore or an old record store, I could sit there for hours just going through records. My friend Haley actually will not take me to um, record stores or bookstores when I'm with her. We'll just go to like furniture places because she knows that I will sit there in the record section for like two hours and um, just looking for something amazing. So I'll talk more about thrifting in a little bit. I have a, a whole thrifting <laughs> thrifting section I'd like to talk about because I'm so passionate about it. Um, another one of my hobbies is going to coffee shops. Um, anytime I'm in a new city I or a city I've been to before, I love going to different coffee shops and just trying different coffee. I've loved coffee my whole life. Like Uh, My family let me drink it when I was younger, you know, super, super watered down with milk and sugar. It's hardly coffee, but I loved drinking coffee my whole life. But now um, that I'm an adult, I'm trying to like really discover different roasts and um, different ways to make it and different ways to enjoy it. So going to coffee shops is the best, and you got to admit that coffee shops always have a really great vibe to them, and you just feel like you're more more cultured and trendy when you're in a place that looks super industrial and cool. So <laughs> going to coffee shops has got to be one of my favorite hobbies. Another one that's a little bit less pretentious that anyone can enjoy is driving and specifically chasing sunsets. Um, I have a lot of friends that like to do this with me, but whenever my friend Emily Wilkerson lived in Hamilton, um, a lot of times before or after dinner, depending on what time of the year it would be, we'd just, um, you know, get kind of restless. And I'd say, you know what? Let's go for a drive. The sun's going to be setting soon. And we'd go and we'd drive down some um, back roads, some old country roads, and we'd blast some kind of indie music, roll down the windows, and just enjoy that orange coral sky. And <laughs> I think it really does something for the soul. I honestly do. And so driving and chasing the sunset will never get old. I'm waiting for it to cool down a little bit, and maybe it'll be even more enjoyable. 
Um, one that's kind of similar to that, that you do a little bit later at night is stargazing. I've mentioned this before, but stargazing is one of the funnest things ever. It's so simple. Um, it's, and it's really peaceful because it's not like you're trying to do anything that requires much. You just go get a blanket, lay down on the ground in an area that's not super, um, an area that doesn't have like a bunch of lights around and you can see the stars so well, especially in Hamilton, Alabama, because that's part of small town living at its best is being able to see the stars that God made. And um, I'm super disappointed because a couple of weeks ago, there was a special comet um, called Comet Neowise. And I think you can only see it like every 60,000 years. And I thought I had missed it. And then I realized I didn't miss it. It's going to be tonight. And so I got all my stuff ready and I um, was with a friend and we were looking for it and on our way to try to find a good place to go and look at it because you were going to be able to see it for like three hours, I think. It started pouring down rain and lightning. (laughs) And we just turned around and went home because there was no way we were going to be able to see this once-in-a-lifetime comet through the lightning clouds. So stargazing is another favorite hobby. Okay, my next favorite hobby is one that some people might despise, but I think there's something about my Enneagram type that likes this. I love cleaning my apartment. It's like so therapeutic. Is there anybody else out there that loves vacuuming? Because there's something so satisfying. I have one of those vacuums that you can see the filter get filled up as you're vacuuming. And it brings me so much life to just see all the dust bunnies in there whenever I'm vacuuming, especially because I have a cat and I have long hair. I vacuum like every couple of days and it just makes me so satisfied. So cleaning up my apartment, I don't know if you should really consider that a hobby, but like when I'm thinking about what I want to be doing on a Friday night, I'm thinking, hmm, it'd be really nice to stay home and vacuum. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Um, Another hobby is painting. I love painting and um, I mainly paint with watercolor and gouache paint. But I'm looking into experimenting with some different forms of media soon. The only thing about painting and doing art in general is that um, supplies is going to be really expensive. You can start out with beginner supplies, but the experience isn't as good because the materials don't do the same thing as the really expensive stuff does. And so it's like maybe it's good to use beginner's materials when you're first starting out so you can kind of like master some techniques. But like when you really want to create something, you want to invest in really good supplies. And so sometimes I'll go to the craft store and I'll be looking at paint that's like, you know, $15 for one small tube of blue paint. (laughs) And I'm thinking, how can I justify this? I would have to sell this paint for a lot of money to make up for, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of paint I would have to buy to make it. So I love painting. Um, One more hobby is I love um, playing instruments. I've played the piano for probably, probably like uh, seven or eight years now. And I'm self-taught. I taught myself, um, using like a little book of, um, pictures of chords 
and some YouTube videos back before YouTube was really the place to be, if you know what I mean. All my OG YouTube guys, shout out. Um, so I love playing instruments and I've recently picked up um, acoustic guitar and I take guitar lessons every week and I'm not really good at it yet. Um, it's really annoying because you have to get used to your fingers hurting from um, building up calluses. And I whined the whole first month. God bless my guitar teacher. I whined every single lesson. I was like, I don't want to play this chord. My hand hurts so bad. And like, you know, there, I feel like a lot of people know how to play a few songs, know how to play some basic chords. And I really commend those people that can play a few things because they had to get past the initial phase of like stretching out their hand and getting calluses to be able to even play those chords. Guitar players are true heroes to me. Okay, so moving right along, those are my favorite hobbies. <laughs> now I'd like to talk about music that I have loved. So last week on um, Jen's Guide to Challenging the Gloom, I talked about how much I love um, the Cageless Birds. I am such a fan. Um, I specifically spoke about a moment when I was stressed and I laid on my carpet and listened to an album um, called We Rise, We Bow. And I just love it so much. I'm, I actually have like a little routine of every time I clean the kitchen, I put that album on, on my record player. And as soon as I hear the music, my heart just leaps. <laughs> Do you guys have music like that? Like as soon as you hear it, you immediately have an emotional reaction. That is how the Cageless Birds album, We Rise, We Bow is for me. Um, there's also a song that I've had on repeat for like weeks and it's a song by Melissa Helser called Revivals in the Air and I love it so much that I have found every version and arrangement of it on YouTube and I just listen to all of them on repeat and I do that all the time with stuff like I um, find a favorite thing and I listen to it um, until I get sick of it or like I find a favorite food and I eat it all the time until I get sick of it. Shout out to um, oatmeal. Currently hate it. Used to love it and eat it every day. <laughs> so that's just kind of how I am. But um, so Revivals in the Air, if you like just really feel like you'd like a song that makes you feel like anything is possible, just go listen to that song. Um, it makes me want to run around with like worship flags. Okay. <laughs> it's that good. Another bit of music that I have loved for a really long time for a few years is an album by Molly Kate Skaggs called Overtaken. Oh my goodness. It just, it's hard to put into words how, how it makes me feel, but it's kind of like if it, um, some of the songs on there, Remind me of if a Disney princess wrote songs to God, but lived in the deep South, <laughs> what would it be? And that's, that's it. So Molly Kate Skaggs overtaken album. So good. So musically like impressive and beautiful and anointed and just uh, Molly Kate Skaggs is my hero. I just love her. Love her so much. Okay. Um, some things to watch that have stood the test of time, um, that have been my favorites for a long time. Um, I'll start with 
the one that I think has been my favorite for the longest. And um, I'm going to preface this by saying all of the things I'm about to recommend for things to watch are good and wholesome, and we need more things like this. Okay. The first one is going to be The Princess Diaries. I love that movie so much. I reference it almost every day. And if you are my friend, you have probably been forced or, you know, voluntarily of your own accord. Um, you've been made to watch this movie with me because it's just so classic and adorable and funny and everything that a rom-com should be. Rom-com is a romantic comedy, if you don't know that term. Everything that a, rom- a rom-com should be. Love it. Um, coming in second, well, okay, this is not an order of what I love. It's just kind of an order of what I want to talk about, (laughs) um, would be Little Women, which came out at the end of 2019, um, the new version of the movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, I wasn't going to necessarily go into this, but I will. I don't mean to ever overhype anything. I say that, but I kind of dramatize everything that I ever talk about and hype everything up so big. So I can't help it. It's part of who I am. But Little Women is so good. And the first time I saw it in the theaters, I was just so overcome and overwhelmed by the characters in the movie and how so authentically creative and um, how much purpose each of the characters had as a woman. And it was just so beautiful that I sat in the theater and just cried for, you know, several minutes. And, uh, my friend who I went to see it with Kayla was asking me like, Jen, why are you crying? And I just cried because like, I felt like I was having an awakening moment. It had been so long since I had like watched anything that moved me in that way, like moved me to tears and made me feel inspired. And I said, I want to be like those little women full of life and full of creativity and um, full of beauty, like who they are is beautiful. Like I want that to be my life. And I, at that point, had just felt like I wasn't inspired and I wasn't living out that life where I celebrated the beauty and every little thing. Like I was in a season of disappointment and just feeling kind of tired and jaded. And since watching that movie, it was like that sparked something inside of me to um, really embrace beauty and creativity and Um, it just awakened a lot of things inside of me, which I think even probably resulted in me creating the podcast. So I cannot recommend Little Women enough. Tangent on Little Women, officially over, now transitioning to tangent on Pride and Prejudice. So Pride and Prejudice, um, I get into debates all the time about which version is best. Some people really like the 1995 BBC version of it with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. Um, I happen to love the 2005 Kiera Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice more because that's the first Pride and Prejudice I saw. And so naturally, you usually like the first one that you see the best, and that's kind of the standard. So Pride and Prejudice is the best. I um, 
recently found out that it's on Netflix and I've watched it like every single night when I've gone to bed just because it's a consistent thing to have on in the background as I'm dozing off. So all my Pride and Prejudice fans out there, you know, there's nothing like like a good, wholesome, beautiful love story of pursuit and Pride and Prejudice is it. Some honorable mentions for some things that I've been loving to watch has been, um, I really, really love watching YouTube videos. Um, I have like a Chromecast and so I put it up on my TV and I get lost in the web of, um, um, YouTube home decor and thrift flip videos. And I watch them for hours (laughs) because you don't realize like, you know, 15 minutes here and there consistently ends up being hours of your time. So I love watching YouTube videos of home decor and thrift flipping. And then I also love watching cooking videos, which is ironic because I mostly just cook the same stuff over and over again. Um, So now I'd like to tell you about things to eat that I've been loving that have kind of stood the test of time. So, um, I, like I said, I live in Hamilton, Alabama, small town living at its best. And so we don't really have a ton of restaurants here. And, um, the restaurant that I frequent the most here is actually a Mexican restaurant. Um, but somehow you would think that because the best restaurant we have, um, in my humble opinion is, um, a Mexican restaurant that I wouldn't want to eat Mexican food all the time, but it's quite the opposite. I love Mexican food and I could eat it all day, every day. Now, let me, let me also make a disclaimer. I know that this Mexican food that I love is just the Americanized version, the Tex-Mex kind of version of Mexican food, but I love it. My favorite thing right now is enchiladas. I could eat them anyway as long as they are covered in enchilada sauce. Oh, they're so good. Um, Another favorite thing that I love to eat is Mediterranean food. And that one's great because you can actually make it at home very easily. Um, But if you haven't had Mediterranean food, it involves a lot of olives. It involves a lot of... um, like hummus and pita and tzatziki sauce. And like, I could just honestly eat a whole big salad covered in tzatziki sauce and it would make me so happy. I love Mediterranean food because it's so fresh and delicious. And if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend. Um, I feel like I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I really want to understand more. So I've been watching videos of how to make these things and that is pickles. Last time I talked about how I love those kosher dill pickle spears and um, I found out the brand. I think, I don't know how to say it, but it's Clausen or Clausen or something to that effect. And they are actually refrigerated pickles. You'll find them in the refrigerated section and they are so good. I go through like a jar a week because I'm obsessed and I, I guarantee you I'm going to be sick of them. Um, in the near future. But until then, I am eating them all the time. (laughs) Okay. My next category of things that I'm loving um, is the thrifting category. I want to talk about things that I love to shop for when I'm at a thrift store. 
So sometimes when you go to a thrift store, you can be overwhelmed because it just seems like everything is old and dusty and musty. But if you have an eye to see, you will find some really good stuff. So what I'm always on the lookout for are things that are made out of wicker. Um, So like baskets or um, furniture or little um, wicker just stuff. You just keep your eye out for it. I was watching a video the other day about thrifting and they were doing a thrift flip and the people said, you know, it's funny because things that are in thrift stores are usually things that have been gotten rid of because they weren't in style anymore. But now that thrifting is the style, all of these things are now like you – you know, people will buy them and they'll sell them for a lot of money because, you know, this stuff is becoming trendy. So wicker was once cool, not cool for a long time. And now it's, I guess, back. But I just appreciate how like um, whoever made things that are wicker took the time to weave them. Or are wicker things made in factories? I don't know. If you know, let me know because that would crush the illusion of like a sweet, hardworking woman weaving a basket. So um, I love looking for wicker things. I also love looking for mirrors. And that's because I live in a very small apartment, just a one-bedroom apartment. And so um, if you decorate with mirrors, it makes your space look bigger because it reflects light and creates an illusion of a larger space. So I'm always on the lookout for mirrors and I'm always on the lookout for like unique or really cool looking picture frames because um, whenever I uh, paint watercolor paintings, especially if they're larger, frames can be up to like 50 or $60 if not more. Um, And so you can find really big frames at the thrift store for like $5 and then you can kind of Uh, fix them up a little bit to make them um, meet the aesthetic that you're going for. So I'm always on the lookout for huge picture frames. And then um, I don't really need furniture, but I'm also on the lookout for trendy furniture because you can a lot of times find really cool looking sofas and stuff for anywhere from five to $20 at the thrift store. Um, I'm also always on the lookout for ceramics and plant, plant, how do you say that? Plant potters? Plant pots? Potting plants? <laughs> plant pots? I put plant potters. I don't know if that's right, but I'm always on the lookout for ceramics and pots in which you put large plants in because in the stores, those can often be like $50 or more for just like a standard um, medium to large pot for plants. And um, you can get them at the thrift store for under $5. So I'm always on the lookout for some good pots to put my plants in. And then, as I said earlier, always looking for books and records. I can just stay in the books and records section forever and ever. And lastly, I'm always looking for dresses and skirts because I feel like they're very easy to upcycle or um, just do a DIY and make it a little bit better than how you found it in the thrift store. So I have a few more favorites that I'd like to talk about. And one of those is my favorite way to be loved, aka my love language. My number one love language 
And if you've spent any amount of time with me, you will pick up on this very quickly. But my favorite love language is words of affirmation. Um, I just, it's like one of those things that you don't even realize that you love or that you need until somebody gives you that area of love. And then you just feel like you are on top of the world. So for me, it's like if somebody ever just encourages me or gives me a compliment, it truly like encourages me and um, makes my day. So I love words of affirmation even so much that sometimes I accidentally fish for compliments. So sometimes I will be... um, I'll be talking to somebody, like if I've made food or something, I'll be like, let's say I made cookies. I'll say, aren't these the most amazing cookies you've ever had? And then what's the person supposed to say? I mean, they're pretty average or, hmm, I mean, mediocre, subpar. No. Um, If you say something like, isn't this just the best? The person has no other option but to say, Yeah. So I find myself accidentally fishing for compliments all the time. And I try not to do that because I want to be sincere. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I just can't help it because if you need words of affirmation, you need words of affirmation. Okay. My favorite suite, I kind of have two that have been kind of current. I used to be like that kind of person that loves chocolate on chocolate on chocolate, like mud pie with a scoop of chocolate ice cream covered in hot fudge. I don't know. Like I loved the most rich chocolatey things. But now it I feel like my taste buds have taken a turn. And now my favorite sweet is cinnamon rolls. Specifically though, not the kind that you get in the can and you can just bake on a baking tray, but I love homemade cinnamon rolls just covered in cream cheese frosting. That is the best dessert situation ever. I love it. Um, Another favorite sweet that is um, healthier that I have um, gotten into the habit of drinking um, occasionally before I go to bed is a drink that's called golden milk. And basically golden milk is like, um, it can be any kind of milk base, but I usually use coconut milk um, or oat milk or like a mix of the two. But you basically heat your milk up and then you add spices like turmeric and cinnamon and ginger. Um, and you can even add like coconut oil and Um, This one sounds weird, but um, you grind some fresh pepper in it and it's like a really spicy drink and it's warm and spicy and it actually fights inflammation. So it's really good and it's like a savory sweet drink. Well, okay. I say it's really good. It's one of those things kind of like coffee that maybe the first time you have it, it's kind of weird and you don't like it. But then the more that you keep drinking it, the more you like it. Totally an acquired taste, but I really love golden milk. Um, And there's a recipe I've tried by The Minimalist Baker. So if you're interested in trying it, you can um, find the recipe by just Googling Minimalist Baker golden milk. Oh, you will love it or maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. Um, (laughs) um, Winding it all up. One last favorite thing that I've been loving for years is um, favorite way to spend time with friends. So that's going to have to be, I love inside jokes. 
There is nothing that makes me feel more connected to somebody than having some kind of inside joke. To All you have to do is say a word or say a phrase and you're instantly in a fit of laughter. Um, I just love having that kind of history with people and I love having um, that kind of connection with people where you can just have an inside joke. Um, another thing that I love to do with my friends is I love watching movies that I've seen before, like the three I mentioned earlier. <laughs> I There's something very satisfying to me about knowing that what I'm going to be watching I like. And so it's like I like to have already seen the movie and then if the other person hasn't seen it, I get to watch them experience it for the first time or um, – We've both watched it before and we can both quote the whole thing and we watch the whole thing and quote it. That's really fun to me too. (laughs) Um, Another favorite way to spend time with my friends is um, a potluck or brunch situation where um, everybody brings something to share. I think that is so fun Um, and it makes me feel like we're just all one big family sharing our stuff. And um, it's like everybody gets to um, show off their cooking skills and, um, you know, have things in common. And, you know, even if your cooking skill is just bringing the cutlery, um, (laughs) it's still great to bond over food. And I think one of um, my recent favorite ways to spend time with friends is by songwriting and just generally creating with my friends. Um, It's like doing creative stuff with somebody that you're kind of acquainted with is okay. But when you're working together with people that you have history with and you're bonded with and you have a fun connection with, you there's no telling what kind of amazing things that you can create. So those are the things I've been loving and um, yeah. I'd love to know what kind of stuff um, you've been loving. So I'm going to turn to Instagram this week and do some polls on these categories to see what some of y'all's favorite things are as well. All right. And now here is Jen's tip of the week. My tip of the week is get off your phone and actually live your life. (laughs) Um, if you listen to last week's episode, Jen's guide to, um, challenging the gloom, I talked about, um, how I took, um, a series of three days to kind of distance myself from Instagram. And since then I have really felt less like less of a desire to get on my phone and scroll throughout the day. And one thing I want to talk about is, Um, when you're super saturated with content, stuff just doesn't, um, mean as much to you anymore. So earlier I talked about my experience with watching Little Women and how that movie changed my life because I was going through a time where I was totally uninspired. And after I saw that movie, it sparked a new level of creativity and inspiration in my heart. Well, the Instagram fast that I took kind of did the same thing. So for me on Instagram, I follow like my close friends and family. And then usually I'll, I'll follow like, um, design art, 
art people or um, like fashion influencers or bloggers that I like to be inspired by. But if you sit on your phone and you just kind of get to this point where you scroll over the things that are supposed to inspire you, something might be wrong. You know, real art and good art often requires people to stop, take some time, and really take in what they're looking at. Um, I think a lot of times we like to think that Instagram is a place to um, a place to post things that are going to inspire and um, a place to post things that are going to, um, well, I don't know, just speak a message and do something that goes deeper. But if we are on our phones all day, it kind of feels like we're just constantly scrolling, looking for something good, and we get desensitized to the actual, actual beautiful and inspiring stuff that's right in front of our eyes. It's like if you ate ice cream all day long, it was it's not going to be as delicious as, as if you only had it once a week or only for dessert. You know what I'm saying? Um, some good things you should have in moderation. And that's what I think about social media. We get so addicted to scrolling and looking for the next big, impressive, or inspiring thing that we get desensitized to what's actually beautiful and um, – I think people are actually posting good content, but if you're saturated with art or like fashion all day long, it's all just going to be like, eh, I've seen that. Give me something more impressive. And I think that we actually do have very impressive stuff um, to share with the world. But if you're on your phone all day, it's just not going to have the same impact. So I'd really like to encourage you like to consider just taking some time um, to limit your social media consumption. For me, um, since I did my Instagram fast, I've put a limit on my phone. Um, sometimes it's an hour or sometimes it's two hours, depending on if it's like a weekday or a weekend where I just like will only give myself that much time on social media. And you might think to yourself, an hour? Who looks at social media for an hour or two hours? That's crazy. But if you're like me or like a lot of people in the Western world, we use our phones during our breaks um, just to get our mind off of things. And if you're not careful, um, you'll fill all of your free space throughout the day scrolling. And that, you know, 15 minutes turns into 30 minutes, turns into an hour or so. And suddenly, if you're in quarantine, you've looked at your phone for eight hours in a day. So I'm not demonizing phones. Please don't get me wrong. I think that um, the information age is beautiful, and we're living in one of the most exciting times in the earth, but I don't want us to get so desensitized that we can't actually appreciate simple things and beautiful things that are all around us. So my tip of the week, get off your phone and live your life. All right, and now here is Jen's guide to quiet time. You know what? Um, I love journaling and I feel like having a good journal really helps your quiet time to thrive. For me, I love to um, write down scriptures that I've read and kind of break them down and, you know, just kind of journal how the scriptures have been speaking to me. And I like to journal what I feel like the Lord's saying to me. And I just love writing during my quiet time. 
I recently, in the past couple of years, got a new Bible that actually has um, like really big, um, really big margins that you can write in. So now I write in my Bible too. Um, but like in my quiet time, I've got Bible, journal, pen, and those like are the three must-haves. And I recently got the best journal ever, and it is a moleskin journal, but it's like hardback. These probably have been around forever and I just didn't know. I've always been getting like the softer, small, thin, medium-sized moleskins. But recently I found one that was medium-sized and it's thick binding and um, it's lilac and it's hardcover and it is everything that I could have ever wanted in a journal and more and I found it and it's mine and I love it. So I would really recommend that journal. Um, but today for Jen's guide to quiet time, I have a passage I want to read um, in Psalm 84 and it's a little bit lengthy. So hang in there with me, but this is Psalm 84, one through seven in the passion translation. And here's what it says. God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. They're like lovely sanctuaries of your presence. Deep within me are the lovesick longings, desires, and daydreams of living in union with you. When I'm near you, my heart and soul will sing and worship with my joyful songs of you, my true source and spring of life. O oh, Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, even the sparrows and swallows are welcome to build a nest amongst your, al your altars for the birds to raise their young. What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence? How enriched are those who find their strength in the Lord? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. He gives to them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward until the God of all gods will appear before them and Zion. So let's meditate and reflect on this passage. Oh, it's one of my favorite ones, and um, the Passion Translation translates it so beautifully and poetically. So my first question is, what does it mean to live every day in God's temple? Then I want you to ask yourself, what do you think are the highways of holiness within the hearts of believers? And lastly, I want to encourage you to rest in God's presence for a few moments and ask Him what kind of pleasant pool is there to be found in some of the dark valleys of tears you have recently walked through. And now let's end with a prayer. God, I thank you that life with you goes from glory to glory and from strength to strength. Thank you that I walk the pathway of life with you. Therefore, I will always be surrounded by your perfect love and the joy that you radiate. 
Lord, I ask that you would give me eyes to see the way that you're transforming the sad places in my life to places that are overflowing with the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining me this week. I've had a lot of fun talking about all of my favorite things, but now I want to hear about yours. So join me on Instagram, um, especially if you're one of my listeners who listens on Mondays whenever the episode comes out. I'm going to be posting some polls and some question boxes for you to tell me some of your absolute favorite things. And I'm always looking for suggestions for movies, books, music, food, all the fun things I should be on the lookout for. So if you'd like to connect, you know you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrauer. And if you're enjoying this podcast, um, I would love to ask you to consider leaving a review to help other people find the podcast as well. Well, I hope you have a fabulous week and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. 